Today we are continuing our series called Rebellion. And we are looking at the life of Jonah. And if you missed it uh, last week, I want to kind of catch you up to where we are at in Jonah's story. And basically what happens with Jonah is God comes to Jonah and he tells him to go to Nineveh. He want, he want, God wants Jonah to go there and to tell those people that they need to repent. And basically what Jonah does is he runs. He rebels against God. God tells Jonah to go this way. Jonah goes that way. And in his rebellion, he runs and he gets on a boat. And God's reaction to Jonah's rebellion is that he sends a storm upon this boat while it's out at sea. And the people on the boat, the storms come in and they find out that, that Jonah is the reason for this storm. And so they take Jonah, they throw him off of the boat, and then God sends a fish to swallow Jonah. And this is kind of where we're going to be picking up today. We're going to look into Jonah's prayer as he is inside of the fish. But I do want to point out, and Pastor Herbert did a great job of this last week, that God's reaction to Jonah rebelling, sending a storm and sending a fish, it is not to pay back Jonah, but it is to bring back Jonah to him. It is to bring back Jonah from his rebellion. And I want to look into his reaction a, a little deeper. God's reaction to our rebellion. And then I want to look at what our response should be to his reaction. And so I titled my message today, Reaction and responses. Reaction and responses. You know, growing up, I've seen many different parents react to their children's rebellion in different ways. I think about my own parents and my mom's reaction to my rebellion. And my mom's a pretty cool customer. She's pretty calm. She has some incredible patience. I'm talking patience that could only come from God. And I was a pretty rowdy kid growing up, you know, disrespectful, acting bad and stuff like that. And my mom, it was very simple. If I didn't clean my room or I rebelled and I didn't listen to her, she'd be like, okay, that's it. You didn't clean your room. You get no TV tonight. I'm like, what, mom? What? And if I started getting lippy with her, okay, no TV tomorrow night. And I'm like, mom, that's not fair. That's stupid. Three nights, no TV. And the more I kept going, she'd be like, four dates, five dates. You want to keep going? Very calm, cool. She wouldn't scream. She wouldn't yell. I mean, next thing I'm no like, I'm grounded from TV for a whole week. I'm like, what just happened? I'm almost like, can I trade that in for a spanking? You're like, how many days of TV could I get back? Because <laughs> my mom was just like, all right, now you're grounded from your car. You're, I mean, she was very calm, very cool. My dad, on the other hand, he was pretty quick to react. And he didn't say a whole lot. It was just a few sudden movements. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, I ain't never seen somebody unbuckle their belt that fast. You know what I mean? Like, out of nowhere. I mean, I mean, I just remember the sound, like, I'm in trouble. And that's how he reacted to my rebellion. You know, I had a friend uh, that in, in, at their house, uh, they had a switch tree, okay? I don't know if any of y'all heard of these kinds of trees. I think they're of the devil, but they had a switch tree. And when him and his brothers and sisters would rebel... His parents' reaction was very simple. Go get a switch. And then based on the size of the switch they got, came another reaction. They got a size that was pleasing to his parents. I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. 
but they brought back a little weak switch, <laughs> you never wanted to go back and get another switch. Or you never wanted them to go get a switch. And so, you know, I'm sure we can all think of reactions. Some of us were having painful memories right now. We're like, oh, Pastor Chris, why, why are you bringing that up? And, you know, I remember one time, my mom, she threw me for a loop. I was probably, man, I was elementary age, maybe first or second grade. And I can't remember what it was. I got in trouble. I can't remember if I was talking back or I didn't clean my room. I can't remember what it was. But for whatever reason, I got mad. And I said these words, I'm going to run away. And my mom, without even blinking, said, great, let me help you pack. And I'm like, go, go upstairs, go upstairs, get in your room, get your suitcase and start packing. And I, I'm like, I'm in utter shock. I'm like, go ahead. She's like, I'm going to call the people. I'm calling DHS right now to come pick you up. And no joke, my mom went to, the, I'm watching all this and like, it's my worst nightmare. My mom is picking up the phone. She is dialing numbers. Yes, hello? Is this DHS? Yes. Can you come get my son? How quickly can you be here? Ten minutes? Awesome. He will be ready. Click. I'm like, Mom, no, no, I don't want to run away. And she's like, get upstairs right now. Let's get your suitcase. And so my mom marched my behind upstairs. We sat in my room, pulled out. I had like this little blue suitcase. Pulled out the suitcase, opened it up. We're packing my... She's like, go get your toothbrush toothpaste go get your toothbrush i'm like oh, i'm grabbing my toothbrush my toothpaste i'm like i don't want to go i'm sorry mom i'm sorry no put it in there packed up my bag took me outside put me on the front porch have a nice life closed the door and locked it <laughs> i am bawling i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry i mean i'm scared to death i'm looking there's like a white van coming down the street i'm like mom mom you know i am like how I expected my mom to react. I think in my mind, I wanted her to be like, oh, no, don't run away. No, Christopher, don't, you know. She was like, okay, go pack your bag. Let's go. Let's do this. I was not expecting that. And I think it's safe to say, Jonah was not expecting God's reaction to his rebellion. Safe to say he was not expecting a storm. Definitely not expecting to be swallowed by a big fish. And I want to explore God's reaction because God loves us. And again, if you weren't here last week, God's reaction to our rebellion, it is always to bring us back. It's never to pay us back because he loves us. It's always to stop us from running from him and to get us to start running to him. Yet the way that he does that may surprise us, just like my mom surprised me. But my mom's way worked, and I know that God's way will work as well. And so I want to look at his reaction. To bring us back because I, I i think it's awesome that that we serve a god that wants to bring us back we we don't serve a god that's like all right see you be a bye i was tired of dealing with you and your issues anyway have fun without me no 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 we we serve a god that is looking they'll do whatever it takes to bring us back to him and so today i want to share with you two of god's reactions to rebellion two of god's reactions to rebellion one reaction is god is generous in his grace God is generous in his grace. Jonah has been thrown off the boat. He's swallowed by a big fish. And this is how he begins his prayer. We find it in Jonah chapter 2 verse 2. He said, In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help and you listened to my cry. 
I think it's so awesome that Jonah, somebody that basically said, forget you, God, I want nothing to do with you, rebelled against God, ran away from God, that in his distress, in a desperate situation, he let out a desperate cry and God heard him. God heard him. God is generous in his grace. And no matter how far we've strayed away or how far we've run or how deep in the realm of the dead we are like Jonah was, God's grace is a daily invitation to come back to him. And some of you in here, you've gotten yourself into a mess. It's by your own doing. It's nobody's fault but yours. You feel unworthy. You feel it's, it's too late. You feel like I've messed up one too many times. There's no way that God would forgive me, that God would take me back. And can I tell you, before you keep going down the wrong path, before you keep running down the wrong direction, that God loves you, that He is generous in His grace, that you have not gone out too far, that you are out of His reach, that it's not too late, that there is still a chance, there still is hope. It's not a hopeless situation. It's never too late. You can never run too far. You can't outrun God's grace. You can't outrun God's grace. You know, as a teenager, man, I rebelled against God. I ran from God. I cursed God. I didn't believe in God. I, I rebelled against Him. I mean, like, you know, straight up, I was like the devil's homeboy. You know what I mean? That's just the life I lived. I really wanted nothing to do with God. And even at times where I felt God's presence, I felt Him tugging me, I felt Him calling to me, I rebelled and I ran. And I remember having the thought, man, there's no way God would forgive me. There's no way. I remember when I just started going into church, man, there is no way. I have messed up too bad. I've made too many mistakes. I have ran too far. I have rebelled too much. There's no way God would take me back. But I'll never forget that church service. Sitting in the seats, processing my life, being like Jonah in a desperate place, rock bottom, feeling hopeless and taking a chance, calling out to God. And for the first time ever, sensing His amazing grace. That amazing grace that ended up saving a wretch like me. I'll never forget it. The first, I was blown away. I'll blow, I'm still blown away by the fact that God would forgive me. That He loves me. That He has a plan and purpose for my life. Considering how far I ran and how much I rebelled against Him. And today, you may be like Jonah. You, you may be deep in the realm of the dead. You may be at rock bottom, whether you're a believer or, or, or a non-believer. And I want you to know, you're not too far away. You never will be too far away. That it's not too late. Because one of God's reactions is He is generous in His grace. And some of you, you're running from God. You're in a desperate situation. And you need to know you can't outrun His grace. That He's generous in His grace, that it's not too late, that you haven't lost hope, that there, there's still hope for your situation and for God to bring you back to Him, to bring you back to the best place you could be with Him, His plan, His purpose for your life. And so that's, that's one reaction God has to our rebellion. A second reaction is God is thorough in His discipline. God is thorough in His discipline. Look at Jonah 2 verse 3. Jonah says, you hurled me into the, into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I don't know if you noticed this, but when Jonah said you, he was talking about God. He's basically saying, God, you hurled me into the depths. God was behind Jonah being thrown off the boat. 
Now, I know some of you think, well, hold on, hold on. What? I thought God was generous in his grace. Like, this, this is not adding up what's going on here. And the re- he is generous in his grace. But he's also thorough in his discipline. See, a lot of times we want, the, the, the tension is we want God to be all grace and no discipline. But since God is all love, it's his heart to bring everyone back to him, to, to, to return everyone to him. And one of the ways that he does that is through his discipline, and it's because he loves us. See, God disciplines those he loves, and he disciplines because he loves. God disciplines those he loves, and he disciplines because he loves us. And so let's dive deeper into this. Why does God's discipline have to be Thorough. Why did God go to such depths? Why did Jonah get tossed off a boat? Why did he get swallowed by a fish? And as I give you these reasons, I want you to look at it through the scopes of knowing that God created us and he knows what's best for us. He created each and every one of us and he knows what's best for each and every one of us. And so he knows how to discipline us to to bring us back to him. Okay, so why does God's discipline have to be thorough? First reason. God's discipline is thorough because pain is a good reminder to never run again. Pain is a good reminder to never run again. And and, and this can be somewhat hard to grasp, so I want to explain this. If we really think about it, at what point did Jonah repent? You know what I mean? At what point did Jonah repent? At what point was Jonah like, I'm sorry, God, forgive me, God? You know, was it the first day? In the belly of the fish? Was it the second day? Was it the, th- the third day around afternoon time that he was like, I repent, I'm sorry? I'm willing to bet that Jonah repented as soon as the guys on the boat were like, a one, a two, a three. You know, I, I bet you as that moment, as he's swinging around in there, he's like, God, I'm sorry. I'm, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. I'll go to Nineveh. I'll go to Narnia. I'll go wherever you want me to go to reach whoever you want me to reach. But yet, he was still tossed off the boat and swallowed by the fish. See, God knows what's best for us. And he did what he had to do to make sure that Jonah would never run from him again. And this was hard for Jonah to understand at the time. It's kind of like when we're disciplined by our parents. We don't, under, we don't always understand it, maybe when we were little. You know, when I was little, again, my, my dad would spank us. And, and I'm glad he did because my dad believed it's good to associate rebellion with pain. Now, I didn't agree with that, okay? But that's what my dad believed. That was, that was the heart behind his, his discipline. That was the heart behind the spankings. And if you think about that, it's true. Rebellion leads to pain. Rebellion leads to pain. And my dad knew this, and he knew what was best for me. Now, did I know this? No, not at all. I mean, for me, as soon as I saw the belt, I was a new man. You know what I mean? As soon as he whipped it out, whoa, 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 I'm sorry, Dad. I'm, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I must have ate some weird candy bar. I don't know what. I am so sorry. I will never do that again. You know what I mean? Like, kids, when they know they're about to get a spanking, I mean, all of a sudden, you become the best negotiator. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, you're like, you're going to get, oh, wait, 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 Dad, one question, one question. What? Don't spank me. I, I've learned my lesson. I will never do it again. I'm so sorry. You're the best dad. I, I, again, I, I've learned my lesson. I promise you. And even after all that, you know what my dad did? He spanked me. My dad knew what was best for me. And he knew that in some situations, I needed a memory of pain so that I would not rebel against him. So I would not rebel against him to ensure that I, that I never did it 
again because rebellion leads to pain. And let me tell you something. The pain that you would receive from a loving father is far less pain than you're going to receive by continuing to rebel and go down the wrong path or the wrong road. It's kind of like my son Jace. He's real, you know, he's four years old now, but when he was younger, around two years old or whatever, I, I don't know what it was, but it was like the electric sockets had like a big sign over them that said stick fingers here, stick objects here. I mean, all the time, Jace, no, 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 no. You, you're going to hurt yourself, Jace. That's a no, no. Don't do that, you know. And Jace would always get that, you know, you get that little sly grin, you know what I mean? Like he knows he's not supposed to do it, and then he goes over there and he's kind of looking at you like, you, you know what I mean? Like, Jace, <laughs> No, and, and we keep trying to tell him that, teaching him that that's not right. And he knew that. And one day I'm coming home, I walk around the corner, and he has a set of keys. And he is going for the socket. And so, of course, I, you know, I run over there, you know what I mean? And I'm like, Jace, that's a no-no. And I take his hand and I smacked him. And, of course, at that point, I'm the, I'm the meanest daddy in the whole world. Daddy, you hurt me. Oh, daddy, mama. You know, he's calling him mom. And I love my son. Okay, Jace doesn't understand, but the pain he felt from me slapping his hand is far less than the pain he would have felt if he would have stuck that key in that socket. You know what I'm saying? My son's got some beautiful curly hair, but if he would have done that, it would have been straight. The curls would have been gone forever. And, and that's how it is with God. God is a good God, and ultimately, if, if he does send a storm like he did to Jonah, if there is a fish that comes into an equation, again, it's to protect us. It, it is always to bring us back. I want what's best for my son. I don't want him to get electrocuted. Just like God wants what's best from us. And so whenever we are running from him, that's not what's best for us. And so God's going to do whatever he can to bring us back. And so sometimes... We're, we're going to deal with some pain. I need my son to have that painful memory of his hand being slapped so he doesn't ever try to stick his hand in the socket again. Jonah needs that painful memory, and, and we see that he has it. In, in, in Jonah chapter 2, verse 5, it says, The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. Jonah now has a memory of pain, the consequences of his running, so that he will never run again. And God does this because he loves Jonah. Now, I do want to clarify this because I don't want anybody in here leaving thinking every pain that you have or have experienced came from God. That's not the case. That's, that's bad theology. You've got to know we serve a good God. God is looking out for our interests. God's not giving nobody cancer or terminal diseases, okay? The kind of pain that God would bring, it would be like a storm. It, it would be to, to, to bring us back to Him. It would be to give us some memory so we don't go back down that road again. Because ultimately, where we're heading is going to be a lot more painful than what God may be putting us through. Okay? And, and, and the reason I know this is if you look, God's with Jonah through this whole process. I mean, I know some of us look at this like, man, what a mean God making him get swallowed by a fish. If he doesn't get swallowed by the fish, he's dead. He's dead. God sent the fish. God was, again, this was just God's reaction. It was his discipline. He was thorough, again, to bring Jonah back to him, to help him have a memory so that Jonah will never run from God because running from God will never be good, but that Jonah will always run to God. And so, again, God's thorough. Again, he's thorough in his discipline, but, again, it, it's to bring us back to him, not, not to pay us back. The second reason that God's discipline is thorough is this, is God's discipline is thorough to open our eyes to our rebellious ways. 
God's discipline is thorough to open our eyes to our rebellious ways. Again, Jonah's thrown off a boat. He's swallowed by a fish. He's got seaweed wrapped around his head. Waters are threatening him. He's in this madness for three days and three nights. It's safe to say that God has gotten his attention. God's trying to get his attention. God is trying to open his eyes and showing him, look, you are running the wrong way. And we see in Scripture, he accomplishes this. Jonah 2, verse 7 through 9. Jonah said, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. Jonah's eyes are opened. He sees the error of his way. He repents. God is thorough. This is why, why God is thorough in his discipline. It's so that we will repent, so that we will turn from him, so that we will stop running from God and start running to God. And Jonah had to face some discipline so that his eyes could be opened, so that he could see this. He could realize the error of his ways. And again, God wants to do the same for us. And here's how we get some of the clarity that Jonah got. See, when we disobey and we run from God, we, are nor we, we run from God to run to something else, okay? And when we run to that something else, we embrace it. But then we embrace it and realize it's not as good as God. That where we were with God, that's what's best for us. We realize it's not what we thought it was. We realize that what we wanted or pursued was not worth what we gave up, a close, intimate relationship with God or His plan or direction for our life. And again, Jonah realizes this. Verse 8, he says, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. His eyes have been opened. What I was running to was worthless. I don't know why I was doing that. God has opened my eyes. I see it. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to follow you, God. I'm, I'm going to make right that commitment to you. And see, here's what happens. See, in our despair, when we hit rock bottom, and, and again, when we run from God, that's what's going to happen. It's, it's not a pleasant path that we run down. But as we run from Him and we hit that moment like, okay, I'm in trouble, the thing we pursued is not what we cry out for. The person we pursued is not what we cry out for. The deal or the occupation or lifestyle we pursued. In our despair, we cry out for God. Because the most valuable thing in life is that God loves us. He has a plan. He has a purpose from us. And we need to run towards His love, not away from His love. And again, oftentimes, our backs have to be up against the wall. We have to be broken and busted before we realize this. And this is what happened to Jonah. This is when Jonah has his moment of clarity. He's broken, he's busted, back is against the wall. He was running to worthless things compared to what he was running from. He was running from God. And so God brought discipline to bring him to this point. See, when we're rebelling against God, he may bring a storm to give us clarity. He may bring a storm to open our eyes, to see that what we are running to can't compare to his love can't compare to his love and again god loves us so much he will go all out to get our attention again it's done in love he is a good god but his top priority is to bring us back to him it's to get us to stop running from him and to get us to start running back to him and so god is thorough in his discipline last question i want to answer then is this is how should we respond 
how should we respond to God's discipline? And there's two ways we should respond to God's discipline. The first way is remember God's goodness. Remember God's goodness. Jonah chapter 2 verse 7. He said, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you. When my life was ebbing away, when I hit rock bottom in this desperate moment, everything's falling apart, I remembered you, Lord. See, Jonah knew the goodness of God, but he chose to run from it. He chose to rebel against it. And I can picture Jonah in this moment, just a a tear coming down his eye and just remembering how good and awesome God is. And so I challenge you today, some of you, maybe you're running from God like Jonah. Remember his goodness. Remember his love. Remember his forgiveness. Remember that day when you gave your life to him, how precious, how awesome it was. Or maybe it's just remembering that moment where you sensed his love and knew God was tugging at you. Remember how he sustained you, how you blessed you. Remember how God has brought you out of your mess time and time again. Remember, he's a good God, a loving God. And as you remember that and you're reminded of that, Take the next step and stop running. Stop running. Stop running from God. Stop running from His goodness, His love, His forgiveness. Stop running from His plan for your life. Remember God's goodness and start to run to Him. Again, He is generous in His grace. Run to Him. And this is what Jonah did. Jonah remembered God's goodness, how much better it was than where he is right now. And in remembering that, he prayed. And and that's our second response. Our second response to God's discipline is we should call out to God. Jonah 2, 7. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Man, God has your attention. You're remembering how good God is. Pray, call out to Him. Think about this. Think about that we have the ability to call out to the God of the universe, the first and the last. He knows the beginning from the end. He hung the stars from the skies. He is all powerful. He is all present. He's the holy one. He's the supreme judge. He's the alpha, the omega, the first. I mean, he is is an awesome, awesome God. That God is the God that we can call out to. And he will hear our prayer. He he, He will answer our cry. Stop running. Stop rebelling. God's got your attention. Humble yourself and call out to Him. He's a loving God that wants to to, to restore you. And it doesn't matter, again, how deep in the situation you are, call out to God. Maybe you're in the middle of a, a relationship, having sex outside of marriage. Call out to God. Maybe you're in the middle of a teenage pregnancy. Call out to God. Maybe you just got fired from your job. Call out to God. Maybe the bills are piling up. Call out to God. Maybe your car just broke down. Call out to God. No matter what situation, how dark, how desperate it is, call out to God. He is generous in His grace. He has gotten your attention and He wants to restore you. He wants to bring you back to Him. And this is what happened with Jonah. He remembers God. Again, he basically said to God, forget you. The same God he said forget you to is the God that he calls out and God answers his prayer. And so he remembers him and he calls out to him and we see in verse 10 that the fish vomits Jonah onto dry land. See church, Jonah remembered God's goodness. He called out to God and God in his grace allowed the fish to spit him out. You need to know that no matter what situation you're in, call out to God and he can spit you out of that situation. 
No matter what mess you're in, call out to God and He can spit you out of that mess you're in. No matter what dilemma you're in, call out to God and He can spit you out of the dilemma you're in. And you may be like, man, that sounds kind of harsh. Let me tell you, it's a whole lot better for God to spit you out of your situation than for you to be stuck in it. God wants to bring you back, restore you. He wants to bring healing, hope, and love to your life. I challenge you today, stop running from God's love and start running to God's love. And that's what this is all about. God is all love. And in His love, His reaction to our rebellion is one, He is generous in His grace. It's not too late. You aren't too far away. Secondly, He's thorough in His discipline. He's going to do what He needs to do to open your eyes. And again, it's, it's out, of, out of His goodness. It's out of His love to open your eyes. He, you may have to have a painful memory to remember to never to rebel and go down that road again. But He's going to do whatever He can to do that to bring, to bring us back. And then just remember our response. Remember His goodness. He's a good God. Remember what He's done. And call out to Him. You're not too far away. Today you can call out. And He's there. He's waiting on you. Let's pray. If you're back.